Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and this is Patty Holstrand, and this is KWOD Radio, and we are at 1 o'clock the hour in Arizona, and we welcome everyone else in the world at the point. And we're really excited to have a terrific show this afternoon for you. Uh, we have an author that's also an Arizona local author, so I always like to uh, really feature the local uh, authors here in Arizona to showcase their works and everything that they've got going on here in Arizona. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Greg Lundberg. He manages a small defense engineering and manufacturing firm in in Phoenix, and by night he writes fiction and nonfiction. Craig is the author of two books, a science fiction novel, which we're going to talk about today, Metamorphosis. He published this in March of 2011, so it was a little over a year ago. His second book is How to Publish an Ebook for Under $350, which is published this year in March. And available, of course, both, both are available in print and ebook format. Available through Amazon. And for fun, Greg plays an occasional round of golf, which is, of course, a big hobby here in Arizona. And he pilots a Cirrus, so of course, we have to talk to him about that when he has both the time and money. We will discuss his sci fi military thriller. Metamorphosis and how Greg escapes this world through his stories and has conversations with his alien alter ego. Welcome, Greg. You there? Thanks for having me on, Patty. I'm here. Well, we welcome you too, and uh, we're excited to have you today. We've got a lot of things to discuss, and we might as well hit it out by you telling us a little introduction outside of what I just said. <laughs> well, how, how do I how do I follow such an introduction? Like that, it is true. I am vice president for a small engineering and manufacturing firm. That, that is my day job, and uh, it's a very demanding job, uh, especially right now where we're installing a new uh, enterprise research uh, planning system. So I'm uh, heavily involved in that. Uh, and then at night, uh, it's true. I write and uh, write fiction and nonfiction, and uh, between the two, I have little time for anything else. <laughs> But you have a family, so tell us a little bit about that. I do have a family. I have a, a grown-up, uh, grown-up daughter, and uh, four grandchildren, and uh, and a wife, and three Pomeranians at home. Uh, no, no kids at home. They they come over and visit. So uh, on days that they're here, uh, my evenings are not writing. That's uh, it's playing with the grandkids. Well, and, and and as it should be, you know. As it should be. Yes. It should be. Now, obviously, that meant that you started later in life in your writing. I did. I did. I uh, I didn't originally start off wanting to be a writer. When I was in my early 30s, I started to dream about writing, believe it or not. And uh, and I kind of always knew deep down inside that uh, someday I would write a book. And, uh, and unfortunately, it took the death of my father uh, to kind of uh, kick me off the fence. It was one of those things where, you know you should do it. You should be writing but you're not doing it because you find all sorts of other other reasons to, you know, life just simply expands to to uh, to uh, take all your time. Yeah. But it's not w- nice. but when he when he passed away, he was a um, 
big, big influence in my life. Um, he was probably the world's number one science fiction fan. And, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so I kind of wrote the book, the first book, uh, basically to honor his, his memory. And um, that's how I got started. Well, that's awesome. You know, I, I do know a lot of a lot of people who are writing a later in life. This is something they always wanted to, to do, but they, you know, everything got in the way, and uh, and they came back to it, you know, in forties, fifties. Uh, by the time they're older, and usually the kids are off, you know, out of the way, and were able to focus on their writing. So that's very that's very important. Uh, uh, you definitely have to focus, and if you can't get two or three good hours in an evening uninterrupted, right. it's very difficult to keep uh, uh, keep track of your characters and the pace of the story, and 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 really write well. So when did you realize you wanted to be a writer? Then, um, you know, I, I had known, like I said, it, since my thirties, that that I wanted to be a writer. And uh, uh, I just, you know, I'd start and stop, start and stop, and I just, I just didn't seem to have the, um, uh, what do you want to say, that not, the, not the patience, but uh, I just couldn't, I just couldn't seem to, to follow it through. So really, for me, it took the shock of my father's death to, to make me, to give me the drive to, to finish it. Now that I've finished one, and now that I've finished book two. I realize I do I do have the drive and I can continue to write. Uh what about a reader? I mean, were you a reader when you were young? I was what you would call a voracious reader. Uh oh, okay. Actually speed reading, I think I think's the term for it. Uh my house was filled with uh boxes and boxes of uh paperback novels. Um 90% of them were were science fiction uh, genre, so Naturally, that's what I ended up writing. But uh, I, I love to go to the go down to the bookstore and spend you know all Saturday or all Sunday just going through and picking books off the shelf and scanning them, and then finally making my choice and buying two or three books, and then I'd be back, you know, three weeks later, buying another two or three books. Hmm. So um, I, I developed a great love for science fiction. So, who's your favorite author? Or do you have a few? Oh, I have several. I have several. At the moment, at the moment, I will claim that my favorite author is uh, John Scalzi. Uh, He wrote Old Man's War, which is still one of my favorites. Um, Old Man's War, old people's thoughts and life experiences, and even their souls get transferred into these genetically enhanced bodies. And uh, these are... Incredibly strong bodies. They're short, stocky, and green. And and this is military sci-fi at its best. So right now he's my favorite, but I've got a couple others that are, are close behind. Have you ever read any of David Weber's stuff? I have. Yes. He's been in, he's been in Arizona a couple times at the conventions here. So he, he's one of our favorites, um, favorite authors to come and visit us in Arizona. So perhaps you'll be, have you ever had a chance to meet any of these guys? No, I haven't. Um, I've I've been to their websites and and stuff like that, but uh, other than reading their bios and you know usually on the back page of uh, back cover of their books, I <laughs> I I, uh, I don't know any of them personally. I would love to meet some of these guys. I mean, some of these guys are just brilliant writers and they're just uh, uh, you know brilliant in their careers to begin with. 
Have you ever read any of John Ringo's stuff? Probably. Probably, yeah. I, re- I recognize the name. I remember stories more than I remember authors' names. Ah. Uh-huh. So if you, you describe the story to me, I say, "Yeah, I read that back when you know, fifteen years <laughs> ago or whatever." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've thrown away more paperback books than people have probably read in their entire lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I've given more away than most people have read in a lifetime. But yeah. Um, we might very well uh, have a couple of these guys coming soon in conventions. And, of course, now that you're tagged into the convention scene in Arizona, you may be able to have a chance to actually meet some of them. Oh, I'd love to meet them. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, everyone, I just want to let you know what your call-in number is. is 714-242-5145. And also, we're on chat. And I occasionally go over to my Facebook page, to, and if you guys know me already... Facebook page, you can give me your questions for Greg anytime. And uh, I will definitely pass that on, but we Very would good. definitely like to have you call in. But I've also added uh, for the on the chat Greg's book, Where to Find It on Amazon. And we'll be handing you off some other information about Greg as we go along here. So I'm going to go get on to the next question is, what does your family think about your writing? Well, in my family, I've not been known as the creative one. Um, my wife is really the creative person in the family. She's a musical artist, you know, sings, writes music, plays the piano. Uh, so my whole family, my immediate family and my larger family, were all shocked when I published my first book. They, it, it completely caught them by surprise. <laughs> okay. Did you have any desire to go through traditional route at first? I, I tried. I tried for years. I, you know, I've I've done the whole make the 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 double spaced manuscript, print it out, you know, put it in a box, and and you know, ship it to the to the slush piles, and and you get back your form letter if you get back anything at all, saying basically, long story short, no, you know. So I've I've been rejected by every possible way to be rejected, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I've been that route, and uh, the only reason that I did publish was I happened to have an author I was taking to lunch, and he was talking about a new book that was coming out on Amazon, and I happened to say, "Yeah, I'm an author too. How'd you get a publishing contract?" You know, I you know I went through the whole story, and he said, "Well, you know, I'm doing it myself." He says, "What do you mean you're doing it yourself?" "Yeah, you can do it yourself through Amazon." I says, "You're kidding." So. That was like October of, uh, I think, 2011. And uh, I checked into it, and I was so excited about it that March the following year, I published my own book myself. Yeah, they've gotten a lot easier to to publish now. And, of course, the whole industry has changed. And traditional routes is not usually how it's done anymore. It's changing so fast, it's uh, almost scary. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, the formats and, and things that we have to constantly keep up with, uh, all these changes. But that's, you know, it's, uh, now they have to Kindle Fire, you know, and Kindle Fire HD. So, <laughs> so what's next? You know, we don't know. We'll see. So The only thing constant is change. Well, that's true. That and taxes. That, that and taxes. <laughs> so what do you, uh, does your living, you know, that you're, you're an engineer, um, but you write sci-fi, so I, you know, as reading through your book, I see, I see some of your influences, but I want to see what you think about this. 
does what you do for a living inspire or reject what you write about in your novel? Well, I would have to definitely say inspires. Um, I'm an optimist at heart, and I can always find stuff to use, uh, you know, from my job, from my career, you know, from my life. Uh, characters, uh, some of the characters that I've uh, written about in the in the novel are. Uh, I take I take some of the more interesting personality types that I've worked with in the past, and I kind of mix them up, <laughs> and then and then uh, exaggerate them a bit, and they make excellent characters. So, do you think that Ben Gardner? Do you think that's more you, or do you think that you attribute your personality to somebody else in the book? It's um, it's it parts of parts of him uh, could be seen as my personality. Um, uh, I mean, I am I am educated. Like this person is educated. Uh, uh, what I what I was trying to do with uh, with Ben Gardner is kind of make him, uh, you know, at age eighteen, almost eighteen, he's this this genius. Which I'm not a genius, by the way. I'd love to be a genius, but he's a genius. He's got all these degrees and advanced degrees, um, but he can't seem to stay out of trouble. He's kind of socially inept. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm that way, but uh, that's the way I made the character because I wanted him to have these obstacles that he had to overcome. Uh, so maybe maybe that's something that we're, we have in common is I I do tend to overcome obstacles. Uh, if they're in my way, I go over them, around them, through them. And uh, this character, I wanted him to have that same uh, that same ability. However, his alter ego uh-huh. is his uh, is his Gadarian artificial intelligence. That's his best friend. The, the name of the character is Jack, and the the, uh, the name of the protagonist is uh, Ben Gardner. And Jack is his best friend and, and alter ego. He kind of fills in the gaps <laughs> where Ben is socially uh, inept or awkward. Uh, Jack kind of coaches him as to how to get over some of those issues, how to talk to girls, for instance. Uh, for all his uh, <laughs> intelligence, he can't seem to even talk to a girl. Well, that, that's not unusual for intelligent men. I know I know quite a few of them, and they they have the hardest time with women. <laughs> well, there you go then. There you go. So uh, it's kind of funny that you say that the would you say that Jack is more human, really? I mean, because Jack, here, Jack acts more human. He has he has a lot of human characteristics, um, um, and you can do a lot of fun things with Jack too. You know, because he's a, a self-learning artificial intelligence, and uh, you can kind of use him to highlight problems and issues that you maybe you can't do with a with a live person. Right, right. You have more opportunities to expand on him. So, and then he can change at a drop of a hat too, which is also a nice, nice plot trick. <laughs> because he's a machine. He's a machine, right? Yeah. So do you think that you have another story uh, It's going to be expanded into uh, anything else? Because I'm not sure if you really kept us uh, open enough to be able to do that. Yeah, I, I, I purposely left the story open. Um, I do want to I want to change into a new universe. Uh, I do have a, a three or four book series in me that I've been, uh, I've been working on for some time, kind of uh, uh, working on developing the universe and some of the characters. I'd like to get... I'd like to get that one at least birth first. Uh, sometime in the future, I'll probably come back to uh, back to the Metamorphosis universe. But uh, for right now, I'm going to launch into a brand new one. Oh, that's awesome. 
And are we going to see any more artificial intelligence in the new series? You are going to see some artificial intelligence. Um, I, I need to make it quite different uh, than what you see in this book, but I have a couple of uh, uh, funny funny scenes already kind of blocked out uh, that I can use uh, an AI for. It'll, it'll be more of a minor role in the next book. Now, you like AI, obviously. So. I, I do like AI. Um, I think it's here to stay. I think, you know, we science fiction writers write a lot about it because we can sense that down the road you're going to have a computer that you're going to be able to converse with, and that computer is going to be more than just a voice talking back to you on the computer saying turn left, turn right, you know, like you get now with uh, mm-hmm. with uh, uh, you know, with Siri or something like that on, a, on an Apple product. Uh, but they're actually going to be able to converse with you more, more on a human level. It's coming. Mm. Hopefully not right away because then <laughs> – then it's no longer a, a good plot trick for a, for a science fiction writer because we need to we need to be, you know, I'm writing about far future. Right. So suddenly, if a, something in the far future, like a phaser or warp drive, becomes near future, well, that kind of that that throws your universe off. Well, they actually I I read somewhere about warp bu- bubble, so they've already uh, kind of said that they proved that it could happen. And if you really think about it, and it's I know we talk about this a lot in conventions, but a lot of a lot of the things that science fiction writers wrote in the fifties and sixties and seventies has already come to pass. So, you know, what we're writing now as science fiction writers, right now, is what we see, uh, we visualize that it's going to be in the very near future. That's your things that haven't happened yet, such um, as time travel, and really solid artificial intelligence is. Like you said, definitely something that's going to happen, and I I believe that time, you know, as as you know, time travel is my favorite, and I think that it's definitely feasible. So, what we think of, we can conceive, and that's the way with science that fiction writers. Truth. That is the <laughs> truth. And you and you wonder, you know, is the, the chicken come before the egg? Did some of the uh, inventions that we've recently seen did they did they originate from writers writing about things that could happen and then inspiring young folks to actually go out and make it happen or was it the other way around? Well, I've known I know uh, quite a few astronauts and actually some people who work for NASA who are science fiction enthusiasts. I mean, really hardcore science fiction enthusiasts. To the point of that, they, you know, they are definitely uh, they go they go to conventions in Star Trek uniforms. So, <laughs> well, these are astronauts. Cool. <laughs> yes, these are astronauts, and and these are people who work, and you know, they're the ones that are doing the probes for uh, Mars right now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they grew up with these, you know, science fiction authors that had these ideas, and they, you know, they tell me it's, it's they all inspired me to become what I am now. So that's just cool to, to hear about because you think, okay, this is this is the reality of science fiction and why it is important to our future. So. And it's a fun diversion as well. Yes, it is a fun diversion as well. <laughs> but it's a what if. What if uh, that uh, really inspires, I think, most authors, but I think especially sci-fi. Would you not agree? 
Yes, I would definitely agree. So with that in mind, what would you do what would you do to advise other aspiring writers who are interested in this particular genre? Well I I guess probably the most useful thing I could recommend since it's really worked for me is to join a good writers group. Uh, because if you join a good writers group, you're going to sharpen each other. You get other good writers that have ideas and you listen to their ideas and that generates ideas for you and you say stuff, it generates ideas for them. Um, you can practice your craft with each other. You can trade manuscripts around and, and it helps to have other other writers of your genre review your work Definitely. so that yeah. if it's not, if it's confusing or if it's not, you know, making sense, uh, you'd like to know now before you get it out into the public. For sure. <laughs> That's definitely true. But it's also good to have the camaraderie of like-minded people around you. It, it, it is. It is. The, the particular group that I belong to, which is the West Valley Writers uh, Workshop, it's a very eclectic group of people. Um, they're not all science fiction. There's science fiction people, hard sci-fi people, light sci-fi people, uh, uh, steampunk people, there's nonfiction writers, there's people that are writing you know, short stories, uh, articles. Um, they come from all different backgrounds and, and all the different viewpoints. It's really quite interesting to see, to see how that comes together and, and you can learn from all of them. Definitely. And of course, by having the diversity, you never know where somebody is going to inspire you uh, with some idea of something you should write. Yeah, I have I have pages and pages of notes from these meetings. <laughs> well, there you go, there you go. Is it is it about the characters or something that they they triggered as far as? Well, it, it's it's actually I've got notes on character character development. I've I've made up notes right on the spot about okay, here's a plot twist uh, plot trick or twist I'd like to try, or here's a here's a science factoid that I'd like to work into my to my universe. Um, just about just about every aspect of the writing, I, I'm able to make notes as I'm going along. Because you, you, who knows? Someone may say something, and it, and it just sparks a thought immediately. And then on my iPad, I'm busy typing in a note, you know, or, and I'll say it's you know, you know, possible possible character flaw, possible uh, uh, you know, science fiction uh, uh, plot that you want to put into your uh, into your story. So it's it's good. It's very good. Good. That's awesome because that, that it does uh I, I do recommend very highly getting into a writing group and uh I used I've been in writing groups in the past uh when I was writing my books. And uh now it I find that once you become published and with me it's it's even a different level because I've published other people. I have a hard time finding people who um, I can work well with because I find that I'm I'm doing a lot of help on their end, but not getting any reciprocating. <laughs> oh, it's all one way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I've had a hard time finding a group that I can work well with, uh, as far as being a writer. Um, you know, being able to take the hat off uh, is is kind of hard to do uh, when I walked in the door to be an author. <laughs> So I, 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 we met at this group. This West Valley. Yes, we, yes, we did. I had, um, I had seen your name. Uh, I'd seen some of your uh, websites and some of your blogs, uh, of course, on the internet beforehand. Uh, 
probably for about a year. I think we may have even corresponded once or twice about stuff. Uh, I think you offered one time to to review uh, my book, and and I hadn't. Uh, I didn't take you up on it. Uh, stupid me. But but I did meet with you at the West Valley Writers uh, Workshop, and you you did a very good uh, uh, presentation on marketing books, and uh, and that's when uh, my wife and I decided that we needed to uh, meet with you in person and and talk about things. Which very goes, illuminating. Which goes to show, and this is something that I've been talking about lately. And people said, "Well, you know, you do a lot of business on on social media." I said, "That's true," but to tell you the truth, most of my business comes from one-on-one uh, con- contacts. You know, the events I go to. Uh, that's where you really build uh, lasting relationships, and because you can't do that by just sticking behind social media. So I, I agree with you. I agree with you totally. Yeah. So, I mean, social media is great and all that stuff, but uh, you know, Facebook cannot replace, you know, a person in front of another person shaking hands and talking about things. Yeah. And besides that, Facebook can sometimes be very annoying. Yes. Yeah. It can. Yeah. It can, especially with their the way they're doing it. Uh, uh, Sometimes you can't even get in contact with people that you really want to get in contact with um, or that they're getting inundated with the same messages going from one group to another. Doesn't that irritate you that they keep changing the how Facebook operates all the yeah. time? It's, yeah. It's like just as soon as you learn where everything is, they go and they hide them all again. It's like, you know, where's Waldo? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I, I was trying to upload somebody's uh, free uh, essay and found out that they no longer support any text uh, for for something like this. I said, oh, <laughs> okay. I mean, I had to actually, because they don't have that anywhere on Facebook, I actually had to go into another group and find out, uh, hey, yeah, they, they don't support that anymore. Oh, man. You know, that's uh, that was a good thing for uh, authors that could share, you know, pieces of their of their work, but now they don't support that. Uh, oh yeah, it is aggravating. <laughs> so you, you write sci-fi, but is there any other genre that you're interested in? Well, uh, it's interesting that you that you asked that. I, I, I do have one nonfiction book under my uh, belt. I had uh, right after I had published my uh, my science fiction novel, both in uh, in ebook format uh, and in uh, in printed format. Um, we had a we had a TV producer over at our house, a, a friend of the family, and you know I said, hey, I'm an author now, and I showed her the book, and she goes, I want to book you on my TV show. So I was on television like within two weeks after uh, after being uh, uh, being published, and uh, then I was on a radio show um, similar to this. It was uh, oh gosh, Steve Henry show, and everybody wanted to know how did you publish your book they wanted to know you self-publish you're kidding you did it for how much they, they, they just simply couldn't believe that that this was possible because you know this is all new this is only two three years old uh, so I wrote a book on how to publish an ebook and uh, that's the other book that I just finished uh, and got published this year and and I did that principally because everybody seems to have a story in them either they've written a book and haven't been able to sell it, or they've they've uh, in the process of writing a book, or they want to write a book. And it was uh, I was really surprised at how how 
how well I was able to light up the uh, the phone lines on the radio show and television show. So that's the other book I wrote, nonfiction. Yeah, that, that's a really timely uh, discussion too. By the way, you wrote the book that I should have been writing like a couple of years ago. So just <laughs> <laughs> goes to show you procrastination is you know it's getting way. So why you were obviously influenced by sci-fi, but um, why specifically this particular subject? Well, uh, because it was like you say that. You're, you're, when you write, you write for an audience. So my science fiction book is written for the sci-fi audience. Mm-hmm. I realized that there was a big audience for this particular nonfiction book. And I decided to go ahead and, and, and write for this audience in the hopes that uh, I could then springboard off into, you know, doing an occasional seminar on how to do it. Uh, my long-term goal being when I retire, I want to have, you know, stuff to do, I want <laughs> books, right. you know, you know, seminars. Basically, I want to I want to keep working, but I want to do the fun stuff now. Now you're going to be speaking soon at with the West Valley Group at a conference. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, I was. Uh, I've been going to the West Valley Writers. Uh, 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 workshop for probably about a year and a half, almost two years now, and uh, I was very flattered, really, to, uh, once I came out with this book, to have, uh, to have the, uh, the writers or the leaders of the group invite me to uh, give a one-hour talk on the topic of how I publish an e-book, or how to publish an e-book, and um, this, is a, uh, this is an all-day writers conference that is uh, sponsored uh, in Avondale, and it's on November 3rd, I believe, uh, 8 in the morning till uh, 5 p.m. They do break for lunch. And they have a number of speakers. The, uh, my topic will be how to publish an ebook, but there, there are, are keynote speakers. They're going to have uh, a bunch of agents there so people can give agent pitches. Perhaps you can pick up an agent. There'll be uh, workshops on editing, uh, workshops on uh, audiobooks, uh, a number of topics. And, uh, Again, I was very flattered to be uh, to ask to be a, a presenter this year. That's awesome, and of course, you're you're, you're just you are being presented on the ebook, right? On how to how to publish how to, an ebook, and uh, the actual title of the uh, uh, presentation will be the same. It's how I publish an ebook for under three hundred and fifty dollars, but it'll be drinking from a fire hose because I'm going to take a five hour a five-hour seminar and and squeeze it down into 50 minutes. So <laughs> this is tough. This will be very tough. Yeah, yes, it would be. It would be. But the idea is obviously that they, you want them to be able to get uh, motivated to call the action to buy yes. the book. So I yes, it's inter- it's interesting that you use the word call to action. Uh, it's it's something that a lot of us writers use in the uh, in the fiction world. You, call your protagonist action but I'm actually using that uh as part of the uh the presentation I'm giving uh is is it's part pep talk part motivation and then part how to do something yeah the call to action that that's used a lot for marketing and for sales they uh that's a term that that they coined a long time ago about uh, drive 
driving traffic not only to websites but making calls to action to motivate them to do something. And uh, and of course that's what we wanted to do. We wanted them to buy your book. <laughs> want them to buy my book, come to seminars, and uh, buy the science fiction book, and then the other books when they come out. Uh, speaking of which, uh, for those who are are listening, and I know that you are because I can see you, um, that ebook. His ebook for under $350 is now up on the chat, so you can click and go directly to the Amazon page and take a look at it. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I do here. You got to look inside, you know, click and look inside. I've already got one of his books, so I already know what it says, so there. <laughs> so now you guys have to do the same thing. So let's back to a little bit of your uh, metamorphosis. Uh, why the title? Is that, I thought that was interesting. Um, the, the title Metamorphosis, you know, and it's a, it's a funny story about the, the title Metamorphosis. You know, that was a title that was kind of like the, the thing behind it was uh, Metamorphosis means change um, or rapid change. And I originally said, okay, uh, let's use Metamorphosis. When I went to go publish the ebook, I was appalled to find that there are numerous, numerous books with the word metamorphosis in them. And what I probably should have done is I should have uh, said metamorphosis and then maybe had a subtitle underneath to make it more unique. Because if you type in metamorphosis in the search engine, you'll get a gazillion hits. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's something uh, that's something to learn uh, for the next the next book. Yeah, we had the same but, problem with Don's first book. It was Moonstone, and you you click a Moonstone, and and you get everything under. Uh, and you get everything under the sun. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I've got to learn how to market some of this stuff from people like 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 you and others, because uh, that's that's what you do. Um, well, I've already made my mistakes. <laughs> and I should be able to learn from them. <laughs> you learn from mistakes, and that and that's what I'm doing now is I teach other people based on uh, what I've learned and what I've learned from my mistakes. And it's like trying to avoid those things. And uh, sometimes that works, and sometimes people, most of the time, will listen. So that's good. Uh, Unlike, you know, children, teens that don't like to listen to you, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, back back to your question on metamorphosis. Uh, It it, it means change and... uh, the part of the uh, the horror piece in the uh, in the plot is uh, there are there is some genetic material that's left over from a war that occurred a millennia ago, and this genetic material, upon contact with humanity, mm-hmm. will cause a metamorphosis or change into um, basically it'll regress back to this other alien form, and then uh, I have. Uh, there are these crystals, Kadarian crystals, which people in this in this future universe wear them as jewelry. They were just laying around uh, in these uh, archaeological sites, and so of course they got picked up and and sold by people. And uh, unbeknownst to them, you take this genetic material and you take these crystals, and these crystals and program the genetic material to change a person into this uh, intelligent alien being that had been killed off in uh, you know more than a thousand years ago so yeah. that's the tie-in to the uh, to the title wow I, I can I can see some uh, 
um, perhaps some things that you, some books that you've read in the past that probably inspired you to towards this particular thought. Yeah, it's true. There, I mean, uh, we've all seen, read about the pod people and, you know, you know stories like that and, and science fiction movies. And, and I didn't want to make it, I did not want to make it, uh, you know, a copycat story. No. It, it needs, needs to be unique, but you do have the, the general theme. And then there is a, there's kind of an ancient, you know, an ancient, uh, uh, what's it, ancient myth or whatever when we, when we study Pandora's box. That's okay. why I used it. You know, you... Pandora's box, when it stays closed, everything's great. But when you open it, you know, some things escape out that you can't put back in. And that's basically what they've done. They've, they've discovered, they've discovered on, a, uh, on a salvage mining mission a pod, basically, the remains of a, of a probe that had been uh, ejected from a battle, uh, you know, previously. And, of course, you know, even though they have it under quarantine, You've got your your bad apple uh, crewman who manages to sneak in there and you know open it up. It'd be like a movie. You're yelling on the screen, "Don't do it! Don't open it! Don't open it!" But they can't help themselves. They open it because there's got to be riches inside or something. And of course, they infect themselves, and then they infect the rest of the crew, and then the story starts to spin out of control. So it was fun. Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> And always, you have to have somebody that causes trouble. Otherwise, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an interesting story. Yeah, you wouldn't have a story. That's right. Yeah. That's right. What was the most surprising thing that you learned uh, while creating? I mean, I mean, by writing, not just not just producing, but writing your book. The most surprising thing. Yeah. Oh, let's see. The most surprising thing. Well, I I, I would have to say. That people like my story. Oh, that surprises uh, you, huh? That that surprised me. I guess is because you know I, I'm I'm not the professional writer. I didn't you know go to journalism school and all that. I hadn't been writing for 35 years, uh, at least not professionally. Uh-huh. A- and uh, you know, I guess at first when you write, you have a little bit of a tender ego. And I was really surprised that people thought the story was good. They thought the plot line was good. They thought the characters was good. And and I think that that was a very pleasant surprise, and it helped to motivate me to actually finish the book and you know keep working on it and polishing it uh, until uh, until the time that I uh, hired an editor and got it published. Uh, did you do any research when you went to write your book? Uh, most of my research was studying how viruses operate and how infections you know pass between people. Mm-hmm. Um, I already had quite a bit of the the software theory. I knew I know how computers work. I know how software works. Um, I was able to uh, take those uh, my basic knowledge of, of computer science and kind of extend the technology way out to where uh, to where you could actually uh, almost take a person and put them in a computer program, which is a it's a it's a clever plot trick that's been used, uh, you know, various times, various ways. Probably the most famous is uh, is Tron, you know, where you go oh, yeah. you go into the computer. Uh, but I didn't want it to make it like Tron, so it's you know <laughs> got to be different than Tron. But the the same theory is when you plug into the computer, 
you know, you and the computer and the ship become one. Ah. Uh-huh. Huh. Okay. So yeah, definitely is interesting when you start, uh, you know, integrating computers with inside of people. Um, you had a seemed to, you had a lot of things about. Um, you have a lot of characters in your story. Do you think that helped, uh, or did do you think that hinder what you need to needed to do in the story? Well, it. Um it, it was a lot of work to keep track of the, the various people. Um, I mean, I have I have six main characters. So I have I have uh, the protagonist Ben, Jack, his alter ego, the AI. Uh, there's Jennifer, the love interest, Commander Forrest, who's the the you know the dashing the dashing uh, officer, uh, Hemet, who's the science officer, and Tina, who's the brash but excellent engineer. So those are the those are the core people. And everybody else basically is uh, a supporting okay. cast. Either they get killed off, or they uh, they set up uh, uh, other situations uh, for the main characters. Uh, but the trick was trying to keep track of everybody, because as you're going along here, and you have someone say something, and then later on, you have someone else uh, refer to the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a different character, that's a mistake. You know, it's an error. Someone's going to catch that. the The continuity is going to be interrupted. So, uh, it, it was it was a little bit more difficult. Do you think having the writing group helped you helped you keep control of that? Um, I think that what the writing group um, gave me uh, this this particular novel was not reviewed by the writers group until after it was published because I joined about the same time. Uh-huh. But I had like 10 science fiction readers, people that were avid readers, who reviewed the book. Mm-hmm. And they would spot plot inconsistencies. They would they would say, hey, this doesn't make sense. Or they would uh, they'd say, could you expand upon this? Or this doesn't seem like it's in the right sequence. Um, and they were very, very helpful in getting the, getting the story all blocked out and lined up. Now on the on the nonfiction book that I wrote, that this writers group did review it extensively, and uh, I had all writers review it. There were no non-writers. Everybody was a writer, and um, they had a lot to say about the topic. Let me tell you. <laughs> so there was a, a lot of rewriting. Uh, I reorganized the book a couple of times completely, where people said this should be first, this should be last. Um, <laughs> very, very, very important um, um, for that uh, for me to get that kind of feedback especially from uh, from people that actually write yeah yeah and uh, yeah that's definitely true uh, it does help uh, especially in this particular subject for the second book your nonfiction a lot of these people could could actually get something out of it I mean they'll be able to utilize what you you kind of taught them some things that they didn't know. That's right. That's right. And then they would write back and they would say, you consider this, did you consider this, did you consider this? Or I don't agree with that. You know, and then <laughs> I don't necessarily use, you know, uh, responded to all their con- comments, but I mm-hmm. definitely considered every comment in right, the, in the right. greater context of the book. Yeah, that, that's the thing that um, a lot of people 
don't understand what they're doing. Uh, writers group is yeah, you, you take all their information and things that people are saying to you. Uh, don't take them personally, and take what they get and and delve out to say, okay, this I agree with, but it won't work because of this. But really look at every single item and and decide and discern what you really want to use, and and what it just plain BS. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> there are some people who are going to tell you things that are just not right. It's not true. Uh, but you find that out, and you say, okay, this person didn't know what we're talking about, and then you can move on. Not everybody in there knows everything. and uh, But no. the good thing is that we can't individually know everything, and that's why writers' groups are so important. I actually attended uh, the, the writers' group for six months before I started the, this, the nonfiction book. So by then, I knew who that I could trust to give me uh, what I would consider good comments about a book. That's good. That's good that it comes in handy. And I I know a few of your people on the group uh, that I know are are really good about giving information. Um, And they're very opinionated. (laughs) Some of them are, which is fine, which is fine. It, it, it's it's a challenging environment sometimes. Uh, you get a lot of really bright people in a room, and they it's they just sharpen each other. They really do. So what's up next for you? Other than the, I know you're talking about your new series for your sci-fi. Are you planning on doing any follow-up for your ebook? Well, I'm uh, uh, I'm I'm coming up with uh, organizing some seminars. Uh, yeah. We've decided to call them the the uh, Dream Big Seminars. And what we're envisioning is you you gather people in a room, people that have written a book or thinking of writing a book, or maybe they've even published a book and uh, with a traditional publisher and they're not happy with it and they want to do they want to do their own stuff, they want to do their own ebook. And in the seminar, I would basically go through my book almost page by page and in depth here's how you do it here's how I did it here's what here's the mistakes I made here's how you can learn from it mm-hmm. and um and teach them how to publish their own ebook and know. it's not for everybody but no. for the people that want to do it and they want to do a good job and they don't want to spend a lot of money those are the kind of people that I that I'm looking for or looking forward to teach anyway that's great, and we will definitely have some dates next time we talk. Uh, so we're working on getting some locations. Um, other than November 3rd, which, of course, is going to be at where? That, this will be at the uh, the Avondale, uh, not the Civic Center, but the uh, Council Chambers, uh-huh. uh, the Council Building. And that's, of course, that's out on, uh, shoot, what street is that? Good question. Avond- Avondale Boulevard, I think it. I think it is off of Avondale Boulevard. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. It's like the first exit uh, past the uh, past the 101. Uh, so you'll you'll head toward Evendale on I-10, and you'll pass the uh, the big overpass, uh, and it should be the first exit that uh, you get off on the right. Then you turn left, and you drive two stoplights, and you're you're there. It's a it's a it's a marvelous building too. It's very, very well laid out. I went last year to the uh, 
to the writer's conference, and I just thought it was the greatest thing. I'd never been to one. Ah, okay. Never been to the writing co- any writing conference or just that one? I'd never been to any writing conference at all. Oh, you I mean, do literally, that. I wrote a book, tried to get it published, you know, tried to get someone to publish it, never been to a seminar, never had anyone give me any advice. <laughs> uh, and after I got it published, then I started asking for advice. So I kind of did it backwards, but <laughs> it's okay. I finally learned my lesson, and now I seek advice on everything I do. Well, that's uh, again. That is comes from experience. Uh, you learn from from uh, things that you do and things that you don't do, and uh, you can move on. You, you learn from it. So that's a, that's what we're, we're all, what, why we're here. Why we're all together doing this. Um, other than Amazon, which I've already just for everybody knows, I do have a question here, but I'll give that in a minute. Um, the Two locations for your metamorphosis, as well as your ebook, for under three hundred fifty dollars. The the science fiction novel is available as an ebook on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Kobo, and also the iBook Store. Um, it was it was on Barnes and Noble or uh, Borders, and I was able to successfully sell one ebook and get paid before they promptly closed down. <laughs> uh, but now it's uh now it's just on just on Kobo. Okay. And then uh you can purchase a a paperback metamorphosis if you're not into ebooks from Amazon only. The uh, the nonfiction book is only available currently on Amazon, both as an ebook and as a paperback. Or you can see him in person. Or you yeah. can see me in person. And we have we'll have books there for sure, sure. Get a signed copy. Yeah, there you go. I'll also be giving away a, a handful of copies uh, during my presentation, so I'll ask a few questions. If I get uh, if I get some outstanding answers, then I'll I'll pass a book out or two. The one of the questions I got uh, was specifically about the uh, seminar and whether or not you're considering doing webinar so that way people outside of the state, because I have a lot of readers uh, and listeners from outside the state. Um, could also get information from you on that. I need to learn about webinars. This is something that uh, uh, you and I, I talked talk to someone yeah, who's very knowledgeable about webinars and, and how to do them, and uh, I, I see no reason why not. No, uh, there's no reason why not. Uh, so. Do webinars, do pers- <laughs> per, you know, personal in-person uh, seminars, uh, uh, different yep. different strokes for different folks. That's right. We have to we have to thank our friends on Facebook for asking that question. Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they lead right into a really good question that we wanted to you know to touch on, but it's sometimes hard to toot your own horn. So that's a best way to do it. So yes, we do plan on doing webinars, and uh, some of them you know, will be smaller ones that we give for free, and the other ones will definitely be paid for. So uh, that's always comes in handy. We'll be able to uh, include that on Facebook and let you guys know when that happens. Um, the website, you have a website. The website is authorgreglundberg.com, all run together. And, and I, I already gave them your Facebook page. That's greg.lundberg, L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G, dot 77. 
for those who want to find him on Facebook and get the latest information. Or you can also go to my uh, website, and there are links back to Facebook and also to my blog, which is on WordPress. There we go. I am trying to get to see here. It didn't uh, do the underline, so it's not a direct link, so let me try this over again. <laughs> With a www in front? Yeah, that's probably why I didn't go. There it goes. Okay, so now you guys have the link there. You can click on and go directly to his website, which, of course, is science fiction-y. It is science fiction-y. <laughs> so uh, what other marketing things are you doing to get the word out about your book? Um the, the website, blogging, Facebook uh, lectures. The uh, actually the 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 uh, uh, nonfiction book lectures. Uh, we'd also like to sell fiction books along with it, and uh, hopefully in the near future I'll do some book si- signings and uh, of course the seminars. And he also, for everyone, because I know this is something that I've been talking about lately, is a book trailer, and he's got himself one right on his website. Page, so you guys need to you know get on his website and take a look. And the book trailer, it was our, my first attempt at it, and it's way too long. So uh, <laughs> we're going to come up with another one in the near future that's uh, uh, more pithy, uh-huh. short and pithy. Right. Yeah. That, yeah that, we're that, kind that, of experimenting yeah. with uh, with uh, with the YouTube. I think I have, gosh, I've got many many thousands of hits on it, but. Uh, there's no way for me to judge whether or not book sales are following the YouTube. Yeah, that is a hard one. Um, you can tell when you've been, uh, wherever you've been in an event, uh, for the next two or three days, you're going to have more traffic on your website because of the, because of where you were. Um, it comes in handy when you start doing things on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, I haven't given up on YouTube. I just we just haven't figured out how to make it work for an author yet. So. Yeah. Do you have any ideas? I'd love to hear them. Yeah, YouTube's a tough one, but it's it's a numbers it's a numbers game, a numbers game. So we'll talk more about that. Um, we are almost at an hour. Anything you wish to share about uh, things that you've learned from you know becoming an author? Um, I, I've learned that there are a lot of people. Um, to, uh, there's a a diverse. Uh, uh, how do I want to say this? I like to use the word eclectic because that's the, the kind of uh, people that I see at the writers uh, group. Uh, but they're from all walks of life, uh, and you can kind of see that when you go into a bookstore, um, is that you've got books that are written by people from everywhere, doing all sorts of different things. Um, and I'm just amazed at how many people are just really interested in writing and want to write a book and thinking about writing a book. And um, it's it's not just, uh, you know, it's just not, not me and a few people out there that are doing all the writing. There's a lot of people that, that write. The trick is going to be how do you get noticed? You know, if there's if there's all these thousands and hundreds of thousands, maybe even, you know, a million writers in the world, how do you how do you get how do you get found by the the people that are readers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be at a lot of different places, and so it, it takes a lot of work to get all the different locations and be everywhere at once. I know how that is. 
speaking of which, uh, when everyone know that yes, uh, yes, we will have uh, a show specifically for your ebook for under hundred three three hundred fifty dollars on October twenty sixth, which is Friday at five thirty to six thirty Arizona time. So that's going to be you know three hours difference in East. So you guys, I will have that information up, and you, you well already have some people saying that they want to know more about your ebook, uh, your ebook book. Yes, we know you do. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, the funny thing is, uh, and this is kind of humbling. You know, I went on TV, I went on the radio. You know, thinking oh, I'm just author now. I've written a science fiction book, and. You know the show hosts and all that were, they were uh, they were appreciative that I was on and they you know asked the the nicety questions. But the honest truth is, no one wanted to know about the science fiction book I wanted that I wrote. They wanted to know all about how did I manage to do it myself. Right. That was the big. That was that was what motivated everybody to call in on the show. So you kind of have to swallow your pride a little bit and realize that okay, switch gears here. You're going to run with this other ball. It's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, so we will definitely have a lot of questions. Some of these things are on your website, so I am expecting that you're going to get some some hits on the website. Um, Good. That you know, especially you have a link here on your conference here in uh, in Avondale on November third. And we need to get up your, we'll get up your next one, so that way they'll see that yes, we're going to have another show. And like I said, that's good. It's going to be on October 26th, 5:30 to 6:30. And that's going to be specifically, well, you know, we'll touch a little bit for those who didn't listen to the first show about who he is and what he's, you know, his first book. But uh, the show is going to be a lot more on uh, exactly what he's talking about in the book. And uh, yeah, some little tips and things that we, because you do have some things on your website, so reasons to publish an ebook. So we'll be discussing that and whether or not we think that they should publish an ebook before they do a print book and the ramifications of both. Uh, so you and I will be able to definitely uh, lead a lot of good stuff when it comes to that. So It'll be a good debate. Yes. Yeah, it'll be a good debate. And, um, Anyway, for that, it was definitely good to be able to get uh, on board. Everyone knows now that was a big question. Thank you so much, guys, for asking that question because it led right into what we wanted to talk about at the end here, which was where else to see you and where else to listen to you about your books that you have coming up. So with that, I'm going to say that I'm leading the answer. I'm not sure if you saw the special question I asked now that I've successfully slain the dragon, how will you celebrate? Now, are you asking me or are you asking my I'm my, asking uh, you. my character? Well, well, that's interesting. I've never had a, uh, anybody, an author, who asked me that question. I typically ask the author, and there's a reason why, because it, it does matter. Uh, it depends. The answers usually have something to do with what they write. And their personality comes through. Ah, I see. Well, I tell you how I celebrate is uh is uh I go buy a pizza, drink a glass of wine, 
and kick back a little bit. <laughs> so there you go. Every single author answers differently. And that's why the question is good. (laughs) (laughs) So I say we are at the last minute here. So I really thank you for coming in and talking to us about your book and books. Thank you very much for having me, Patty. I I appreciate the chance to share with your audience. And it will be interesting to see where your numbers go. And, you know, the reason why I separated the two, right? You do know why. Okay. Because they're first distinctly different, sci-fi compared to your nonfiction. Also, because I'd like to be able to see numbers between what we're specifically talking about sci-fi compared to when we talk about your nonfiction. So, but uh, you know where to where to take your topics in the future. Well, it it actually goes to prove uh, something that I've been saying lately, and is that if you write a fiction, uh, you really need to write a nonfiction, put it in front of your fiction books. Because that's going to drive traffic not only to your fix, your nonfiction, but it will drive traffic to your to your fiction stories. And well, we'll test that theory, won't we? Yeah, I've, I've been testing it with other people, and so it would be interesting to see what numbers come up for you as well. <laughs> so uh, with that, I'm going to say goodbye for the day, and thanks so much for coming in, and thanks, for, uh, Cheryl, for uh, getting home in time. Okay. <laughs> and tell her hello for me. I'll do that. Thank you, Patty. Bye, everyone. I had lost you guys for a few minutes when I disconnected from Greg on Skype, and so now we know that that might be a problem, so we'll try to fix that. So that was Greg Lundberg, and, of course, you guys got the information on how to get a hold of him. He's on Facebook. He's got his own website, authorgreglundberg.com, and he's got some great information on there. And, of course, about both of his books, Metamorphosis, uh, his thriller, and also his Amazon uh, Amazon site for how to get a hold of his ebook, uh, how to publish ebook for under $350. Uh, which is also available on Amazon. And if you are in Arizona, definitely come and see him speak. Uh, he will also be speaking, for those who are listening, also be speaking next Saturday at the publishing marketing group, uh, meetup group that I host uh, on Saturday, third Saturday of the month from 2 to 4 p.m. He will speak for about an hour. Uh, again, he'll be giving a... Uh, dry run on what he'll be talking about at the uh, West Valley Writing Group uh, for the November 3rd conference in Avondale. So, a great way for those who are not going to be able to make it to West Valley or just can't make it that far, will be able to get a dry run of uh, what he's going to be talking about at that conference. And, of course, this is a small version of what uh, he'd be offering during his uh, Dream Big seminar, which um helping him host at different locations, uh, starting out in Prescott, uh, starting November. So we are definitely excited. We'll be uh, hosting some of these at, as of the beginning of the year. Uh, they'll be all around the valley. So we will definitely keep in touch with Greg as well as myself to uh, offer you those opportunities to get this great information. And, of course, his book comes with the seminar. 
um, as well as uh, also talks with me personally and uh, with some things that I've found to be the case with media kits and marketing for authors and uh, some things that authors are ignoring when they need to uh, really step up and and, and where they can um, optimize their marketing choices with their books. So with that, I'm going to say goodbye for the afternoon, and you guys have a great day and a great night and a wonderful weekend. We will see you soon. We're going to be here again. Yeah, show on Thursday, uh, Wednesday, this Wednesday, 5.30 p.m., October 17th, we'll be talking to Lillian, Lillian Brummett. She is not only an author, uh, award-winning author, along with she and her husband, but also going to be discussing a going green uh, movement for uh, our e- economics as well as our uh, environment. So she writes about a lot of that information. So we'll be discussing uh, not not just her writing, but also uh, how people can help themselves going green. And then we also have another show uh, next uh, Wednesday after that, October 24th, from 5.30 to 6.30. And that is with the Teen Magazine. Uh, they've got a wonderful uh, group going on. It's Spirit... Where spirit meets art, and we'll be discussing how teens can uh, leverage things that you know they're passionate about, uh, especially in art or the arts or in writing, uh, for this particular literature. So we'll be talking to that group on Wednesday, the 24th, 5:30 to 6:30. And then, of course, we've got Greg again, and we'll be specifically talking mostly about the ebook for under $350. On October 26th, Friday from 5:30 to 6:30. So that's our next uh, three shows coming up. Uh, we might have some things in between, but uh, the interesting thing is that I've also been invited to go out, and uh, we'll probably have a show out on October 19th on Friday from 5 to 7 out at Cape Creek, Arizona, and we're going to be doing the very first running of the bulls in the desert. And you just gotta have to laugh about that because. Uh, and I'm be writing about uh, how uh, this is relevant for writing. Uh, well, how it's relevant is because uh, Ernest uh, Hemingway used to do uh, used to go all around the world, and one of the things he used to do was running of the bulls. Uh, nothing gets your adrenaline up faster than you have all these stampeding bulls behind you, and you were <laughs> having to race in front of them. Uh, so I will be out at the running of the bulls. It's uh, going to be a test run. It's a media run on uh, Friday, the October 19th at um, uh, 5 to 7 p.m. I'll do a show at that time as well. So it'd be interesting to find out uh, how they plan to do that. What's the, what's the difference between doing it here in Arizona in the desert compared to doing it in Spain? So we'll be interested to see that and looking forward to it. So with that, I'm going to say goodbye to everyone, and you guys have a great weekend. KWOD Radio, this is Patty Holstrand, signing out.